This podcast is produced by Sunnydale Studios. I don't want just anybody. Let me treat you like somebody. Try to dive on a ride. It's forever when you stop Hello, lovers. Welcome to the Big Love Energy Podcast. I'm Jessie Liu, your host. Today, we are talking about the soul-saving power of friendships with my dear friend, Emily Jade. We're just going to have a sit down, chat about the recent years, what we've been through together and those tricky times when, you know, life's not easy, but having a good group of girlfriends that have got your back um, can really get you through and um, in the long run, shine. And EJ is a true testament to that. She is an absolute wonder woman. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear about her story and and just, yeah, a little bit of a behind the scenes of that time of our lives. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode and enjoy. Hello, I've got Emily Jade O'Keefe in the house. <laughs> <laughs> One of my dearest, bestest friends. Um, this has been a long time coming. I can't believe I am in the interview we see even though today I don't want today to be an interview I want it to be a chat yeah. between two mates um we've been through a lot in the last two years in in particular but I just yeah for those who don't know I'll introduce you <laughs> <laughs> Emily Jade is um an amazing first of all I'll say mother in terms of mother to Millie and Teddy um and and such a yeah like the road, the, like this is a whole other conversation, but the journey to get to that point of, of, of being by your side throughout that whole time. I just love watching you thrive as a mother and how much you love those kids and how much you fought for them. Um, but a TV and radio personality with a with a, um, a career that has spanned over two decades and yeah. more. Yeah, a long time. <laughs> and um, Showing my age. Thanks, <laughs> thanks buddy. I've been in radio five years. What? <laughs> Freshy. Um, and such a pro. I've um, you've a marriage celebrant. Yeah. Hosted a million events, a lot that I've been to, and each time I'm wowed more and more at your professionalism and how you just hold the stage and hold the event and together in the crowd. And yeah, such a pro. So I am super nervous to be interviewing you today and chatting. So this is why. Let's just pretend we're in my kitchen. Li- <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Actually, no, that's too much. <laughs> Plenty has gone down in that kitchen. Um, but I, yeah, just chats between friends and and sharing a little bit on our journey more recently. The The title of this episode is supporting, soul supporting friends mm-hmm. through, through tough times. And I just... Um, want to start with that really mm. about two year two years ago our lives sort of got turned upside down at the same time yeah um but can I say even before that because you, both of us had fertility issues as yes, well yes we did go through that together yeah yep. and um and so when we met via Margot our other mm. mutual friend yeah. who we adore um you know we both of us had one child had I, no, had I had no, I hadn't had Millie yet. I no, was still I trying for Millie. The day that I met you, you walked into Margot's house and you were wearing a pink juicy couture um, velour tracksuit. Um, I wish I still owned that. And you had your dog in your bag. <laughs> I was, I was a poor Paris Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> and you at the time, Emily, you were doing the column in Brisbane, yeah. Emily everywhere, yeah. and and Margot was like, oh. Emily this, Emily that. Emily. I'm like, who is this Emily bird? And then you walked in and I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Did you judge me? Uh, I was just like, oh, this is a bit different from, yeah, like just was just like, what's going on? And then got to know you and immediately like yeah. 
yeah, clicked. And then you moved to the Goldie mm. and I was like, just claimed you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for claiming me. I claimed uh, you right back. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then, yeah, so from there it was, yeah, I'd already right. had Jace, but you, um, not long after, yeah, mm. you were, you'd been struggling to fall and, and, mm. and had Millie. Um, and then that, as time went on, yeah, as I was trying for Rafi, you were trying for Teddy. Mm. And yeah, I just remember like there's been... We've had similar and different journeys, yes. to be honest. Yes. But that's women, isn't it? That is. You know, we all want to have children and everyone's fertility journey is different but similar. They're all miracles. And then marriage issues as well. I mean, marriage, you don't just get married and it's easy. In fact, I would say that it's easier staying single. Absolutely. <laughs> marriage is hard. Yeah. And so yep. we had our marriage issues and then, yep. yeah, two years ago we both, you you set the path first. Yeah. We can blame Untamed. Yeah, Glenn and Doyle. <laughs> this is your, your work. Here. Yeah, you, you presented the book. I've read this book and then that started that evolution of you. And then when all my world collapsed, it was yeah. reading Untamed. And what I like about that particular book is that it has a different message for different people. Exactly, whoever's reading it. Yeah. yeah. She's written it so well. There's chapters that speak to different people at different times. Yeah. And then that we became the cheetah girls. Yeah. As in cheetah the animal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because of uh, the reason why she wrote her book about the cheetah trapped in the zoo. Yeah. Oh, the, mm. For those that haven't read Untamed and you're listening to this potty and you're attracted to big love energy and my vibe, I highly recommend that um, no matter what you're going through, it's – it's such a wake up mm-hmm. book, like to live who you are. Yeah, don't feel caged anymore. Yeah, and the reasons why perhaps you feel caged, exploring that. Yeah, that like that inner divine feminine, feminine, the the inner mm. wild that is calling you. Like it's a real, it's a real thing. It is a real thing. So, um, yeah, I think at the time I remember, yeah, the whole when I was going, I'd moved out on my own and and mm. with the kids and you girls just coming over and supporting me with wine and um, celebration yeah and just um pajamas with cheetah prints and (laughs) we're all matching and um just that support I I really felt like it was a fresh start and but I remember you saying at the time going because it was pretty immediate the shift in me I feel Mm. when I because it had been even though going out my own it happened quite quickly it had been it just doesn't happen overnight. Those mm. feelings had been brewing for a long time and by the time I was actually out, I was so ready for the next chapter and to be free of that cage. Zoo, the cage yeah. <laughs> um, that I was you you were like, I've never met you before. I said exactly those words. Mm. I didn't realise how insular you were until you came out of yourself Mm. and I loved you before but the new you which was the always you you just hadn't had the chance to be that or find that Mm. and it's not just the marriage yeah I want to make that really clear yeah you've had a lot of stuff happen in your life and so for you discovering yourself it was amazing you were the you were the true butterfly. Mm. You were the caterpillar into the cocoon. And and for those listening, Jessie does go into a cocoon. <laughs> so when she's going through hard times, yeah. if I can say this, and, yeah. and, and I've learnt this as your friend, you know, you won't return messages and this is not a criticism. This Guilty. is what a, a true friend gets you. Yeah. I had to learn it but you don't return messages, text messages, the phone, even sometimes the phone calling uh, stresses you out and traumatises you for mm. other reasons that, mm. that you can discuss one day maybe if you want. But um, it, 
I learned as a friend when she's in a cocoon, something great's about to happen. Oh. So don't stress. You go to your art or you go to your kids or you go to you into you and then next minute you're like this butterfly and I'm actually privileged to be your friend. I have to sometimes be patient for when you're in and out of oh yourself and I feel that as a creative that's what has to happen and I'm happy to accept that as a friend. And I think you're talking about the the, the topic of this particular podcast being about friendship. That is my gift to you as a friend is to accept you with the absences we might have sometimes but then when we're together, we're together. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's beautiful. I yeah, I I am guilty of that and I often yeah, it, it literally is me preserving my energy and it's I've always found it I've of course thought it to be a flaw of mine, but you mm-hmm. wording it like that means that I'm lot. just waiting. Like, yeah, yeah. What's she gonna do now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um it's yeah, it's I it's self preservation, I feel mm. when it's and I think I term it um, you know, simplifying things and for me it's just there's so much noise already going on with what's going on in mm. my mind with what I've had to fight through and it's it's just, it's hard. Mm. Um and it's that conditioning and it's just like trying to break that cycle. And so when all that is going on, um, yeah, I have to I have to go in. Like I have mm. to go in and I go to nature and I go to my art, um, like you said. But it's I'm so lucky that I've got my people who understand me and just, yeah, like you said, pick up where we left off yeah. every time and it's always worth it. Yeah. Um, and there's no – it's so unconditional. There's no judgment. There's no like – yeah, there's no guilt or anything like that. It's just it's, that's what makes our friendship. Mm. Having said that, if I needed you, you'd be there. Hundred P. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. you have. Been. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. No. And that did happen. Um, mm-hmm. not long after <laughs> I was out on my own. I remember. Um, yeah, finding out that EJ's world was um turning, mm. turned turned up on upside down on its head. Let's say and um, never forget the day. Never forget. Um, that time and trying to obviously be there for you as well the way you were there for me and and not really leaving your side well what what's interesting is that we talk about friendship and you needed space I didn't need that yeah (laughs) I need people around me I'm one of five I grew up in a beautiful close family so when I was crumbling I needed people around me and the day that um, my marriage completely ended you're gonna cry you were the one that knew because you were the most recent one to go through and in fact one of the only ones of our friendship group to go through it you knew I needed you to stay the night we were gonna cry and um and and as like there were four of us girlfriends all together and you were supporting me and we were packing things up and that's the worst thing that you can ever do um and you were with me when we had to tell Millie and and um because you know how do you navigate something like that that you didn't see coming and saw coming but not saw coming. That's for another day. Yeah. Um, but as everyone was petering off, you said, I'm staying the night. Yeah. And we're going to have a girls' night. Yeah. Braided, braided each other's hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watched, we watched movies. movies and, and, it was, yeah. and I, you knew that I would probably either howl all night or not sleep all night or be scared in the house mm-hmm. or all of the things. All of the things. And I was able to go to sleep knowing that there was someone else in a space that if I could, if I was waking up at two o'clock in the morning, you were going to be there for me. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was a time. We had a breakup summer party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's, it's wild to think back. Um, but yeah, so 
proud of how you've bounced back really like that mm. was you know immediately after it was um a tough time you lost a lot of weight you that's mm. how you sort of deal with your grief um mm. and we were all super worried about you and you threw yourself into work it was like the opposite of me really yeah. instead of retreating you just went all out that's what I do yep um but then from there something really beautiful happened in the way that you mm. were able to find this light inside of you and I'll just say off the back of watching um EJ on stage um in the latest musical she's done because she's done multiple now um, <laughs> I think you've come to every musical I've been in three times <laughs> three times for each move absolutely <laughs> yeah and like beginning at like the start and then in the middle at the end because yeah just I, and every time I get so emotional like I cry at every concert anyway because I'm just so happy for the person who's like at the pinnacle I'm like you've done it like yeah. amazing and so, and and then so to know someone on the stage watching you what you've been through um just like l- having a red hot go and killing it like not mm. just having a go but like I'm like knowing where you've come from and what you've been through recently mm. and using that and turning it into something using that energy and just transforming it into something beautiful I'm just we're constantly in awe and I didn't like we sing when we're drunk and stuff I don't know you could sing sing and I didn't know you could follow Corrie even though we've done many TikToks and attempted many TikToks together um but I did not see that coming and just to see you shine up there and just own um like another just another facet of you that I'm like look at this woman go and and like such a cheetah so living wild like she is wild up there so yeah and we had different paths you know you chose cheetah life and cheetah life chose me yes yes if that makes sense yep. and um so I had to go with it yeah and so I went to therapy um Jared and I are in a great space and we call it post-traumatic growth Oh, Rather wow. than post-traumatic stress or post-traumatic trauma or whatever, we're now calling it post-traumatic growth because we've both grown from this trauma. And so I went to the th- same therapist. You suggested Mon and I got into Mon, who is an earlier podcast, and she was one of the ones that said, um, you need to do something that you've never done in your marriage to help refine who you are um, because when you're in a situation like I am when you didn't want it to end, it's really easy to be bitter, to uh, spiral into depression, to not be able to move forward and you're missing so much of your life and, and you're missing the dreams you had and the hopes that you had for your future. It's really hard to claw out of. It's a really conscious decision to every day get up and, and move forward when you're in that much pain. And so Mon suggested finding something that I'd never done in my marriage so it felt really different. And I had been a theatre performer, have a theatre degree, and it was just the universe looking after me. Sometimes everything happens for a reason. I know people say that but I've never felt it more. And then Matt Ward, who is the producer of Mamma Mia, approached me to be Tanya. And if I was married, I don't reckon I would have said yes because I knew the toll it would have taken on the relationship, the kids and the family. But I had 50-50, so I had time, Wow, you know. Yeah. So I said yes and then that was a massive success which surprised everyone including me and then Priscilla came along as well and I've grown in that, I don't know, I feel like I was oh, even better on stage this, goodness. this year. And, and I didn't even recognise you. 
Yeah. You didn't tell that story. <laughs> so I didn't tell Jessie one of my roles and she was so angry. I was so angry because I was like, you're my friend. I know I know everything. How can I not know, have known that was you? It but was a you, big secret for everyone it though. Was, but so when you said to me, so so EJ played um, a newly imagined role called Ivanka. Yeah. Who Cynth- if you know the P- Priscilla story, Cynthia is the Asian wife of Bob and um, everyone's familiar with the movie and she dances in her underwear yes. with the ping pong balls yes. popping out of a badge. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and um, obviously she's Asian, I'm not. You could have played the role, Tess, but I, uh, they reimagined oh, it as a Russian male order yeah. bride for me. And it was perfect because... It I'm was, 45 in red lingerie on stage. No. I couldn't even believe this was yeah. my life. Yeah, no. It, you, and <laughs> the tassels hanging from your nipples. I was like, get it, girl. Once, And that's why I had to watch it three times. I had to go back. <laughs> it was the first time I was just like, oh, yeah, that's another actress <laughs> on stage. And then, yeah, it was afterwards. I was like, oh, my, oh my gosh, that yeah. was Emily Jade as – Ivanka that was a with the and I had to like retrace my my steps back and and yeah watch it again because you just owned it and (laughs) and you yeah the growth from even like you were amazing in Mamma Mia but a year on and just the confidence and such a quick turnaround as well like I can't Mm, believe how rehearsal period yeah and you just throw yourself in still doing the morning brekkie show Wake up at four in the morning, yeah. do you? That's crazy stuff. Yeah, you're... I don't wear that as a badge of honor. I mean, I'm like yeah. exhausted. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but it's worth it because yeah. it's the only way I can manage it. Yeah, I can't get time off work, so I have yeah. to do it if I want to manage. Yeah, that. and you know that it's a season and it will mm. will come to an end, and you enjoy it while while it's happening. But you just you make it look just yeah flawless <laughs> and effortless. But yeah, and and so from from here, like, do you reckon that you'll do more, like more? Um, well, there has to be roles yep. and I am, you know, I do singing lessons now to get better and I'm doing dancing yep. as well um, and if they come my way then I'll definitely yeah. do them. But, it, 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 you know, someone wrote to me and said, you're wasted on radio, you should be on the stage. I'm like, it's a, it's a hard life. Like yeah. when we wrapped up, um, all of the other stars who this is their life mm. were on planes the next day off to different wow. states and countries to audition for cruise ships, shows in Vegas shows down in Sydney and I can't live the life with my children obviously but yeah. also not knowing if I can pay my mortgage or not yeah. it's a really hard life yeah so I've actually got the best of both you worlds do. which is why I've got to make it work do the radio that pays the bills and then this is my hobby essentially because once it wraps up my life is quite normal and boring you know it's all back to the school pickups and dance drop-offs and playing with my son at the BMX track amazing. but I have two months of just this amazing experience and then I off that for the next 12 months it's just it's just I can't even fathom just that the feeling of being a part of such a show yeah. around so many like-minded people yeah you're yeah just they become your family yeah and invested in all of them they're all so talented and so I want them talented. all to do well and we all adore each other it's a really um like a little petri dish of talent and love yeah. and um, it is the most exquisite world. And you and I, I, I want to do something at, at the end of this podcast, but um, there's this lovely theatre tradition where either opening night or closing night, everyone gives each other gifts. So cool. And you help me give my gift oh. for all of my performances with one of your poems and you print it out for me oh. and everyone loves it and cries oh. your poems. So, so honoured. I'm able to bring my friendship into my Yeah, and my you're, stage so good at life. That. you're so good at that. What, what would be your dream role if, if something came to the coast? Um, uh, 
I don't actually have a dream role. Good question, but I don't have a dream role. I just want to play fun roles. Yeah. I, I um I I have a little comedic edge. So I don't yeah. necessarily want a serious role. I, I've had enough drama in the last couple of years. <laughs> I don't want to sit bawling on stage. Maybe that could be yeah. maybe pitch that to Matt Ward. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a storyline for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> me. No, <laughs> me and my friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, um but yeah, it's gonna be hard if you're if you like that comedic edge, it's gonna be hard to top mm. a bunker because that was just the pink ball. and and to know that Millie was she she I think she was there every night yeah, watching Mama Mia she came to like eight or nine shows and uh, obviously Priscilla's a bit of a different one and and um I felt a little bit judged especially by my family that I took <laughs> Millie to it but it's the day nation is to know about these yeah. really difficult topics um and there's a lot of swearing and all that kind of stuff and I grew up in a pretty religious life and household so it was a bit confronting for some of my family members to know that Millie was going to Priscilla um but yeah she came eight times she knows all the words wow. and she hears the words in the world like I'll say a sentence and then this the the last word relates to a line and she'll say the line or she's singing songs that you know someone left the cake out in the rain like she would never have known that song and now she knows these beautiful songs Um, she's she's probably going to be follow my footsteps and be in the theater as well she's a gun yeah yeah she's so talented and so switched on I love her but um, I'm all about it. I took my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Did they like it? Oh, they loved it. Yeah. Loved it. And I've got, you know, Jace 15 who it's hard to get much of a reaction out of a teenage boy, but he was, he just loved it. He I'm it never going to be able to look him in the eye I again. Know. He's like, that's EJ. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> um, and then Rafi was just like, he's my little performer too. So yes. he was swaying and like. He just he loved the costumes. He loved mm. yeah, and and watching Teddy the first night as well. He, mm. uh, you just you you got to be so proud of yourself. Yeah. It's just it's honestly like to be able Thank to provo- to give that to them. It's such a gift, I think, and it's just that open mindedness and such an opportunity that, that most people wouldn't be able to dream of. So yeah, think, and even me, yeah, I didn't uh, I yeah. didn't expect this to happen. Yeah, and not at my lowest moment, never. Isn't it just never in a wildest dreams? Yeah. And the um, the timing of it, like a couple of days beforehand, a therapy session, and then getting the invitation, and I just howled. So yes. I was like, oh, God, you're listening, you're yeah. looking after me. Yeah, it's no coincidence. And away we go. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. You're a writer as well. Yeah, I've... not very much anymore, but yeah. Will you write a book? Um, look, I've got a couple of books in me. Yeah. It's just finding the time. I actually wrote almost a book about the fertility journey and I I thought it was completed after Millie and it was called Waiting for Valentine. Like I've got the manuscript. But then I had Teddy and it took six years and so the tome for Millie, like it ended up just being like a lovely story about creating Millie, like Millie's two-year battle was nothing compared to the six-year battle. So I have to go back and sit down if I'm to do that. And I just want it to be a book for women going through fertility, but I don't want it to be a um, how-to. I just want it to be a me-too. Mm, oh, I'm going through that too. And uh, in anything that I've gone through in life, and you know this being my friend, when I've gone through the worst, I still try and find the light. And so even though I was going through fertility and having miscarriages and losses and hemorrhaging all my money, I still found the fun stuff to laugh about, like leaving a cup of wee 
out on the bathroom table and then having the cleaner tell me that she rinsed my yellow cordial down the sink and I was like oh my god that was the wee I was testing my ovulation (laughs) with you know um and you know joking with uh one of my transfers that there was the doctor a nurse and Jared was in New Zealand with your husband facetiming and and at the time yeah time and both of their little faces as I'm getting a transfer (laughs) going there is like 10 people creating a child right now and those sorts of stories yes um so that's that book but then obviously there's the breakup and I wouldn't mind helping women through breakups Mm. because I think it can be done in a way that enriches your life in Mm. the end but then I've got fiction in me as well oh my goodness and I've got a book that I don't want to say but if I because I don't want it to go out there but it's basically about two of my favorite things coming together which is royalty and fertility oh and it's a complete fictional book. I think that would go off. But one day I want to sit down and yeah, because do we know many royals that no. have got fertility issues and talk about it? Yeah, and I want to write a story. I love that one day about a queen who wants a baby. Oh, I love. And the whole plot line's in my head, but I got to find the time. Yeah, <laughs> the elusive time. Yeah, I now think... that I've said it, someone else will write it. Yeah, <laughs> write it well enough, so I'll read it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I think I I do I ask the question because I do feel that's in your future soon I just I, I would oh. read your book any book that you write you write so I think I think any of those subjects would be amazing oh, and yeah definitely you. not a how-to but yeah a, a me too I, yeah. I love that and I we've talked about that before like this what we've been through and and supporting each other in those times we'd love to do that on a bigger scale wouldn't we yes. I, I know that at the time you know you were like I want to help yes. women it's such a fragile time and you can be so caught in the dark. Yeah. Let's create a group and, and support women through and, and give them the strength and the tools to be like, let's let's get through this. Yes. You're going to be fine. To know what's coming. Yeah. And people say it in so many stages of their life, you know, when they're struggling, falling pregnant, why didn't anyone tell me it was so hard? When they're struggling in the first year of having a baby, why didn't anyone tell me it was so hard? Mm. When someone's going through a breakup, why didn't someone tell me it's so hard to create something that uh, gives people the steps and the tools? Because I was lucky, like the day, um, you know, Jared and I separated and you were there, you girlfriends said we need someone outside of us to help us and you knew that I was seeking counselling at the time with the marriage counsellor, Ruth Simons, love her. Mm. And I had her number and you guys encouraged me to ring her and she gave me the steps for that day. Mm. which was I need you to go to the GP, I need you to get some Valium, I need you not to drink and I'm going to check in with you a little bit later on and tomorrow and your first therapy session is Monday and your therapy is going to change from marriage therapy to recovery therapy, you know. And and when you go through something like this, it's really important to take charge of your own recovery. Um, You know, it's easy for someone, if I can put it into this terms, you have a car accident, right, and you can spend days and days and days, years and years going over the accident, no, go over the recovery, how am I getting to the hospital? How am I getting the surgery? How am I getting the physio? How am I taking those first steps after mm. a car accident? Don't focus on the car accident. Why? Who? When? The blame. That is not how you're going to recover. Mm. You have to, what are the next steps after the accident? Oh and so, yeah, and that's, I guess, where I see myself, mm. even in these conversations, mm. when I talk publicly about it, it's not um, the nitty gritty of what and where and how. It's easy to get caught up in the drama. I'm with you. It's, yeah. it's how am I getting better? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's so 
it's <laughs> it's very tempting to take the low road sometimes and get caught up and it's just it's yeah. human nature I feel it is only human and sometimes yeah. you will yeah um but the it's it's not good for you in no, the end no. and I and I had to learn that through trial and error I'm not sitting here as a saint mm. you know there were many days bogged down in mm. the nitty-gritty of it and um, I guess I was lucky that I had people like you who were a little bit further in the mm. journey. And I'm like, no, 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 I want to be better. The Teflon shoulders, remember? Yeah. You're not you got Teflon shoulders. Slide, let slide. it slide. Let it slide. Let it slide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. I, yeah, I just think, I think you would rock uh, running a camp and it would be so cute. And, yeah. and you could implement a bit of your theatre into it and have <laughs> some dance classes and some singing and some, yeah, well, a bit of a bunker. Help, well, here you are and here I am. What's <laughs> helped us get better? Art. Uh, absolutely. Art. Yeah. Your art, your poetry, your um, the, the people that you speak to mm. supporting you. And I'm the same. It's just that I'm on the stage. Yeah. And, and it was art that helped me recover. I do think it's like for people that aren't, even if they're not artists, they're listening to songs, they're watching movies, they're watching shows to mm-hmm. get them through day by day. Um, so art is such a gift and we'll talk on <laughs> talk about that a little bit later with with the words to live your week by. But, um, mm. yeah, I think that um, in those hard times, like if you're going through it if, and we, I, knowing my community, there's a lot of listeners who are in the thick of mm. similar times that we've been through, hard times like that, that are, are really lost in their self-worth and Mm. and really lost in their struggles to try and get out of that cage um that yeah our probably our biggest word of advice would be just to immerse yourself in in art and if you've never done it before well what a what a time to discover it checking out art galleries going to some concerts Mm. joining an art class a dance class Mm. a movement class Mm. um a singing class who cares if you can't sing so many people feel judged like I'm not the best singer but I have a go I'm not the best artist but I have a go and it's not about being the best at it it's Mm. about expressing what's inside of you get it out yeah and I love that about your house too you walk into (laughs) EJ's house and there's art everywhere but then art that you've done as well that Mm. can I say what? what are you going to say about it? <laughs> yeah, we walked through. I'm like, oh, they're new, new painting. She's like, yeah, I painted them nude earlier on. <laughs> she always paints nude. I don't want to get because I'm OCD and I don't want to get paint on my clothes. So I just make sure no one's around. Sure. I get the paint out and I paint. It's easy to just wash your body rather than wash your clothes. Honestly, this is one of those moments. Where I was just like, ah, oh, this is. I just love you. This is why we're friends. Just no, no worries given. But yeah, I just. Um, yeah, I think if you're going through a hard time, paint nude. That, yeah. That'll help. That'll fix it up. <laughs> or paint a nude. <laughs> yes, true. That'll help too. Yeah. <laughs> Life yeah. drawing. Oh, my gosh. I, um, I'm going to ask some love letters, oh, our yes. weekly segment, because we had a few questions come through for you and it might take a bit of time. So um, let's get into it. Love letters. Love letters. Emily Jade. (laughs) (laughs) Jessie Lou. Are you and your husband in a good place now? We're in the best place. Amazing. Um, So firstly, he knows I'm doing this podcast. Thanks, G-Dog. Yeah. (laughs) And and we should say that you and he are friends and have had ups and downs Mm. also. And some of Louis Lux was in his mom in offices. He's very proud and invested in you and your success. Um, And... When I am talking about us, I always have his permission. 
Yes. Um, even though sometimes it mightn't seem that way because, you know, a newspaper article can twist things or whatever, but he's always had, he's always given me his permission. Um, we're in the best place. I touched on it earlier, post-traumatic growth, and we're in a great place because we both hit rock bottom and we both, for the kids, wanted to get better as quick as possible. And so we both went on our journeys, I guess. Mm. And um, he went on his journey. He lost everything Mm. and friendships and everything, you Mm. know. And so he had a few choices to make to save his soul is the best way to put it. Mm. And so luckily he um, did that. And it's interesting because I'm the one that he hurt, but I'm the one that he turned to. And I'm lucky that I had you and other people around me to be at a space and place where I could be there for him because he's the father of my children, so mm-hmm. I didn't want anything to happen to him. And um, anyway, he got lots of counselling and through that counselling he had a few, like a few, counsellors led to doctors, doctors led to psychiatrists and he's had some diagnoses that have really shed a lot of light onto why we're where we're at. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of it is is that, it also led to um, Millie getting a similar diagnosis and I'm very thankful for our breakup now mm. because I'm able to help her and I wouldn't have known. Mm. Uh, and it was uh, it's a hereditary thing and it's, it's for another time. Um, but we're in a great place because of that, of that, of this. Mm. And, you know, we were hurtling towards... Uh, the breakup because he had lots of unanswered things about himself yeah. and he was putting it on me and I was trying to fix it because I love him and I couldn't fix it because I didn't know and now we know and now we're able to seek proper professional help mm-hmm. and the post-traumatic growth has now been the best thing for us. So, yeah, we're in a really excellent, beautiful, amazing place. Yeah. Um, it's not perfect and it's mm. not been easy. Like I don't want to sugarcoat it all. You've seen it. This has been like life and death to yeah. who be honest. Mm. And um, and the breakup, although initially was the worst for me, I got better and love and light mm. a lot quicker than he did. Mm. Yeah. So, it's. I think it's a common formula when they're dealing with demons, whatever it is. Mm. And the the beauty in it, and I think why you were given such a, you know, you you did nothing wrong, mm. um, and for you to be so supportive of him because he was willing to grow, like he, there was so much, yeah, there was, yeah, as you say, life and death in the way that it was, it was watching it as an outsider. I was like, I just don't know how you work through this like it's mm. just and there was like Jared and I being friends originally as well as like close mm. with you close with Jared I was just like you know I had to support my girlfriend and mm. fiercely <laughs> and just you know put Jared's friendship aside and just be like nope she needs me right now yeah. and luckily like you being who you are just you know still having that grace for him because mm. he was so willing like he was you could see you could see that he was really wanting to grow yeah. and change and mm. that's you can't deny someone of doing that and you did it at such a 
yeah, such a pace that was, you know, really mindful of yourself, the kids, him, and with time, yeah, time does heal. And, you know, uh, it's been so, it's been so cathartic for me to sort of see that it can happen like that. Like that's the ultimate. You want everyone to get along. You don't want Mm. it to be, you know, any animosity or anything like that. So to see that it could happen if two people are willing to do that together, then, then you can really overcome it and yeah. especially for the sake of the kids. Yeah, and, 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 and to have a little goal. So if you're going through a breakup right now, my goal, and it was from Jennifer Garner who said that she always had visions of dancing with her daughter's dad on mm. their wedding day and when her and Ben broke up, she was devastated. She thought that wouldn't happen and then she actively worked towards making it happen and that was my goal. I'm going to actively work towards making this happen no matter how bitter, sad, hurt, betrayed, everything I feel, I I need to work towards that mm. and then I'm so glad I did because then uh, that kindness and grace and sympathy and understanding and empathy and all the, all the words, mm. all of the words other than hate mm. helped us get to where we are now. And it's an excellent space that Mm. we are in, hoping towards full reconciliation Mm. and and working towards that in the best place that we can. It might not happen. I have low expectations, Mm. but that's now my path Mm. because my perfect dream did shatter. Yes. And so now I'm not going to go forward in any relationship that is a romantic relationship having those Disney dreams yeah they don't I that's been shattered for me mm. and that's not a sad thing like no. don't cry for me Argentina <laughs> <laughs> to quote a musical um I've now just had a big fat reality dose and it's a I, I joke with Gailey, my co-host, mm. if you live a life of low expectations, you're always going to be happy. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think the concert's going to be bad, then it's amazing. Great. <laughs> think the picnic's going to be ruined by ants and then it's not. Wow. Like honestly, low yeah. expectations leads to a happy life. Super cute. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's inspired to that, but honestly, low expectations and you get big results. <laughs> yeah, no. You're, yeah, you... <sighs> You've only soared, so I don't think you need no expectations on anything, but you just um I think that watching how you've handled it handle it all and, and the path you're on and the and how loved those kids are is a true testament to mm. both you and Jared. So congratulations Thank on that. You. That answers that question. <laughs> yeah, it is. is there another one? Um, <laughs> what is the biggest thing you have learned about yourself in the last couple of years? Oh god, that's such a good question. Um not to say no Mm. and that no is not a bad word so if you want something don't be afraid because you're gonna hear the word no and also don't say no to something that seems a bit scary um if I had said no to mamma mia wouldn't have led to this yeah um and and I got to say your initial is I don't think I can do that no and instead because of the therapy and the counseling and the space that I was in I was like oh stuff it what have I got to lose I've already lost everything do it and then I gained everything Mm. so the biggest thing is that I've learned um put your you know put your mind to it absorb yourself in it and you can do it Mm. you can you've shown that time and time again love that okay we're going to go into another segment which we call (laughs) flashback faves flashback faves love a bit of nostalgia love 
reflecting on the past and those childhood moments, the positive ones that sort of shaped us who we are, that still we just <laughs> cling on to. I've asked you um, prior to coming in um, to bring in and share <laughs> um, a flashback fave of yours, a moment okay. in time that you just want to bring back to the okay. surface. So I went through some photos and I guess I'm always, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always aware that you don't have a lot of photos of you as a no. kid. So I'm like, oh. Because my family have lots of photos, so <laughs> it was hard for me to narrow it down, but still being sensitive to the fact you only have a few. But I've got t- two, I've got three. Yeah, amazing. Which I know sounds a lot. And are you going to show them on, yeah? We'll show them, but mm-hmm. if you can d- and explain and describe okay. what, those moments in time. What, what? So my first photo was me with headphones. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like eight. Amazing. So, and um, my grandfather used to record me singing, talking, acting, you know, because he was so proud of me and he was quite musical. He did it with all of my cousins. I did not know this about you. And I, the tapes don't exist anymore, but it was us pretending oh. to be newsreaders and radio announcers and singing, you know, so I love that, yeah, you know. To have that photo and knowing what you do now, it's, it's amazing. insane. Actually, I'm, I'm, can I steal that? I can yeah. turn that into a piece of art. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> the other one is me in my very first musical, which was called Oliver. Oh my goodness! And um, please, and I, sir. Yeah, please, sir. Can I have some more. I was an orphan in Oliver, and um, and I went in with my best friend Libby. We're still really good friends today. And yeah, that it's so funny that I was looking yeah. through the photos. And went, oh my gosh, that was my first ever musical, and I'm just finished a musical on Sunday. Yeah, amazing. But I think the one I was thinking of when you actually wrote to me um, about what we were talking about today is me. <laughs> this is so daggy. I was a real dag. I- same. I was really uncool. <laughs> and I was in this thing called Girls' Brigade. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I touched on that I grew up in a Christian home. Oh, yes. And Girls' Brigade was like a Christian version of the brownies. Right. Where you would wear a uniform and you'd go and you'd learn how to cook, start fires and Jesus. Wow. <laughs> and it was called the Girls' Brigade. When I was little, it was lots of fun. And I persevered until my teenage years, until we moved to Tasmania. And when I got into high school, it was a really daggy thing and I was teased and bullied mm, yep. for being in girls brigade but um I learned leadership mm. mentoring life skills um there's a picture of me on a float you know and you'll have to share that like all the little girls are sitting there peacefully oh, on this float in the town teddy vibes. <laughs> and I am like hand up in the air like yeah I love Jesus <laughs> But I guess I wanted to share the flashback to say, hey, um, you know, I was really very daggy. But but sometimes the thing that you can sometimes feel shame for in your childhood mm. actually taught me so much courage. To, I kept going despite the bullying. That resilience, yeah. The resilience yeah. because I believed in what I was doing and I believed in the people there and they believed in me. And I don't think I'd be who I am today without having learnt that I don't like camping because <laughs> I went camping on those things and I hated it every single time. <laughs> no, and I learned how to start fires and pitch a tent and, um, you know, look after young people because it was a lot yeah. of the younger looking, uh, older looking after the younger and also standing up for what you believe in. Yeah, amazing. I don't even know if Girls Brigade exists anymore. Girl, like Girl Girls Guard? Brigade. Girls yeah. Brigade. I don't even know if it we'll exists anymore. And I also learned how much I love a uniform. Yeah, it's you look like Madeline. <laughs> yeah. Madeline. I don't know if that, is that what you're sort of Yeah, like honestly, you know. like yeah, for me my I I mentioned it in a pre, one of my you know, I call it character building, but 
what made me me was I think growing up with the two older brothers and having a mum who cut all our hair and because I had two older brothers and she'd cut their hair fine, like a full boy's haircut at home on this green vinyl stool on the like it's amazing mm-hmm. what you remember. Yeah. Sitting on this green like vinyl stool in the kitchen and the boys would get their hair cut and then for me she'd cut mine and I'm like six seven cut the same but because I was a girl she left the back long the original mullet the the OG mullet and it was heavy it wasn't like a just it was like it was as bad as the ones that are trending now like (laughs) like full flight um and I had it all through primary school and plus I wore all their hand-me-down shoes because we're couldn't afford yeah. it and then so I would wear these the the girl shoes were like nice and rounded and oval shaped front toes and yours were square square yeah square and worn in and they were brown and I just remember like I have flashbacks of like standing in a circle and the girls would be like let's all let's all rate our shoes from one I to know. ten and I just knew I was coming. It was like 10, 9, zero <laughs> um, at the bottom and it just for me like you know you could look back and go, oh, that was horrible. But for me, I, I it sort of made me who I was. And I, yes. I, I was a weirdo. I, I was a dag um, and I'm a proud dag. And yeah. I think I've taken that into my adult life, except now I try and um, make up for it by dressing eshe and, and, yeah. and like a cool mum, but because I can. And maybe that's me too. <laughs> yeah. Like I yeah, do make pride up myself it. on the appearance yeah. that I am now. And it might be because that uniform I was teased for. Yeah. But if I didn't have that teasing, I wouldn't have that grit yeah. that I have now. Yeah. And I, I do think that 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 resilience being built into kids, you know, like it, it like you know, people say, you know, I turned out fine, and it's true. Like mm. you're going to come up against hard times in life, and especially like even as kids, and kids can be horrible in, in the playground. But I always say to my kids, like it's character building. Like I'm always here for you, but yeah. just know that you know, hang in there. Yeah, hang in there. Absolutely. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're going to go into our final segment. Um, words to live your week by. Words to live your week by. So we mentioned earlier that in um, at the end of your shows at musicals, you, you happened first last year when um, you wrapped up Mamma Mia and you said, well, I want to give a gift to all the cast. I really love, I'd just freshly written my poem, Art is Life. And I just put it out there and you're like, I want to, I want to give this to the cast of Mamma Mia. So we got them made up. And then this year you asked again to um, be able to gift it to all the cast. And it just means the world knowing that, you know, I try and give out as much poetry as possible. I do it constantly on my Instagram with every order. You know, I get in trouble by my staff all the time. You give too much away, but I always have a free print and it's a poem because I just never, you just never know where it's going to end up. Mm. And I get, you know, sent pictures all year long of, you know, someone just, in their kitchen and they've taken a photo of their fridge and they're like, I just want to let you know that I read this poem every day Mm -hmm. and what is just a normal piece of paper that I've just sent out like can really make a difference and someone say, so I'm like, I'll never not do it. Like, Mm. So to have this poem that is made for artists to land in the hands of true artists Mm. who are just so talented means the world and then, yeah, to know that they love it and cry. That, that's the goal. And we're going to read it today as the words mm. as you live your week by for this week's segment. Um, but I'm going to get you to read it because you're the <laughs> professional talker. <laughs> and I think a bit of, um, yeah, um, spoken word by Emily Jade O'Keefe to start mm. your week will be uh, just a nice touch. So, And this is how Jesse prints it out. Yeah. Mamma Mia was blue because yes. Mamma Mia is blue for yep. the Greek islands and Priscilla is pink because pink is the gay colour, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Rainbow. Rainbow. Okay. 
For in the end, it is art that saves us. Amen. (laughs) It is. Movies that move us. It is music that soothes us. It is Mother Nature's canvas, her flowers, her fields of green, the prettiest sky you've ever seen. It's the mountains and valleys pretty enough to be framed. It's words that inspire us to live a life free and untamed. It is art that evokes our emotional minds, reconnects us and reminds us to soak it all in and take our time. It's the rhythm and rhyme, a story, a song, a script, a sound, a vision so profound it lifts our energy in standing ovation. No doubt in this world it is art that raises our vibration. For in the end it's not blank walls, deafening silence or empty halls that heals and cures the matters of the heart. It is the joy and the peace you feel and find in your masterpiece, your life. It is art. Jessie Lou. <laughs> it sounds so amazing coming from you. <laughs> Can I do another take? I want to read it again. <laughs> again, again. No, honestly, thank you so much for taking the time today. I believe I've drawn you away from an event where you're celebrating being number one on the Gold Coast again. Yeah, for we your just had our survey results. Amazing. Mm. So I really appreciate you being here and having a chat and could honestly do it all day with the wine in hand and we probably will on the weekend. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing so much of yourself with me and my listeners and I hope that um the listeners got to know you a little bit more and um yeah find strength in your story because you're one of the strongest women I know and I'm so proud to be your friend so thank you I'm proud to be your friend too <laughs> love you Jessie love Lou. you thanks guys <laughs> And there we go. Thank you for listening. If you loved this week's episode, please leave a review or provide a five-star rating. It really helps us let us know that you're loving the show. And of course, any DMs and and comments and shares, we really appreciate as well. Um, All the feedback has been amazing. Thank you so much. You can stay up to date with us and follow our socials, Big Love Energy Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Um, But we'll pop all the social handles in the show notes below. Um, Thanks for listening, lovers. I can't wait to get into next week's episode we'll, we'll chat then bye